Hello, this is D.B. Richards from the 2300 Wrestling Podcast, and this season is dedicated to Bill Palmerino. Rest in peace, my friend. Welcome, everybody, to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, D.B. Richards, alongside my sweet referee, Dave Keener. All-time classic. This is wrestling. Again, Dave has to go play with the Phillies again. Be security. Be security. But you know what you have? What? You have the man behind the photos, oh. the tech guru, oh. Mr. B. Schweik here, oh. co-hosting with you. But let's introduce our guests for today. Oh, who do we have on? Well, we have one of the well top stars around this area on the East Coast, and his name is Dirtbag Dan. Wow, is that the first time you played music? I mean, clapping? Yeah. Hello, well, Dan. That's the first time. Dan. Hey. Welcome hey. to the show. Oh, hey, guys. I, I didn't know like, I heard that giant applause, and I'm like, is that for me? <laughs> I <laughs> think so. Yes, it was. I don't get you off with the home, uh, you know, a huge star on the East Coast. I'm like, did, did these guys ribbing me? Is <laughs> someone else on the radio here? Yeah. But, uh, I, I am the godfather, Philip the Sultan Slime, the ghoul of grime, the duke of dust, the prince of puke, the master of mud, the creature of COVID, the honcho of herpes. He uh, one time, it was a weird time in my life, but I am dirt bag Dan. Wow, that's nice. a lot. And I love it. <laughs> I like the part you said COVID. That, that, that cracks me up right there. The creature of COVID, yes. <laughs> I will call in your mouth. So naturally, we get a lot of people that listen to our show, but we also get a lot of people that are not wrestling fans. You know, you got some people that you listen, you know, you play on the podcast on your Uber. I got a coworker that listens to us. Shout out to him. Oh, hello. So, shout out. Shout out to coworker. Yeah. yeah. Is that uh, his name, coworker? No, his name is his name is Devin. Hi, Devin. First name co, last name worker. <laughs> <laughs> so just give us a background of your wrestling career. You know, how'd you get in the business? Where were you trained? You know, where you first started? Oh my God, that's a lot. All right, so <laughs> we're going to go way back in time, guys. It's March of 2002. YouTube, MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, not even thought of. And there's a young dirtbag sitting at home. I turn on public accessing and I see wrestling. And I'm like, what is this? This isn't WWF. This isn't WCW. It's East Coast Pro Wrestling. So I call the number and uh, the guy answers and he goes, you want tickets or you want to wrestle? And I'm like, sir, I'm only 16. He goes, well, we have a program for kids 14 to 18, junior division. I was like, shit, let me talk to my parents. Of course, they thought it was stupid. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I signed up. And I thought it was going to be a little phase. You know, I go to high school, I'll wrestle, I'll be like baseball, I'll, I'll grow out of it. Um, 20 plus years later, I'm still here. It's uh, That's my home company, my home base for training, East Coast Pro Wrestling in Lake Hiawatha, New Jersey. Love going there. And it's it's different because if you guys know recent Dirtbag, it's, you know, crazy hardcore stuff. That is family-friendly entertainment. And that's what I love about it. I get to go there and be a character and not bleed and shit and <laughs> hurt people. Just go out and have a good entertainment time. So I started there, but I've also traveled around. Uh, the country and trained at different places and I wish man if I had a list of places I went uh, I could tell you more but uh, my head isn't always there <laughs> yeah, Cage Match brought up a lot of places, and we were looking at that. What is it? Cage Match? Was it was a Cage Match pro? Cage Match dot net. It's basically a. Database. Oh my god! They update that too. I'm shocked because I found that site years ago, and it had a couple of my aliases: uh, Dan Rages, uh, Chris Chaos, which was like a one and done. Um, Gollum, <laughs> Leviathan, or whatever. Everyone had a goth stage, I think. But I recently checked that uh, that site, and it's updated still. I don't know how these guys get their info, but I'm like, fuck, goddamn. We, know, we, we noticed some of. <laughs> Them we're not on there like IWA and all, but somebody just had to send it over. Yeah, and also your match at LTW Reloaded back in March when it was like a four-way hardcore match with Charlie Bonfire and two other guys. I remember that match. That was that was an interesting match. It was it was, it was fun. 
I had a good time. Uh, I love going to Port Monmouth. It's one of my home hometowns. I have many of them in Jersey, which is weird. But uh, anytime I get to go in front of a crowd of people I get to know and like kind of grew up with or drank at a bar with, it's a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I want to jump into this next question. It's one of, one of my things I hate about wrestling, like pet peeves in the business, because I hate when referees count at the people's feet. I'm like, that's not their oh. shoulders. Or when referees are out of position. Or one of my favorite ones I hate the most is the rainbow clothesline. I freaking hate that. Pisses the me rainbow off. clothesline? The wrestler brings up the arm and goes over the person's head. I hate that. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those things that... uh Listen, spots get messed up. People forget things, but you're trained to, hey, if this guy doesn't duck, you take his head off. You don't don't throw your arm up in the air and let him run by you. You hit him. If you go to throw a punch, he doesn't duck, you hit him. But uh, the referee thing, it goes back to the wrestling. Everyone thinks they can do it, right? A referee throws a shirt on, counts to three, does a 10 count, right? It's, it's got to be easy. There's a science behind everything. Even building a ring. But a referee is, he's a ring general, essentially. He owns the ring. He can fucking call. You're supposed to win. He can say you lost. He cued you touch your ass boom but like you said he's going out to the feet a referee's place is supposed to be right at the shoulders to count that one two three if a guy doesn't kick out he you done fucked up and not kicked out the referee did his job exactly. it's like the rainbow clothesline if the referee goes one two and then pauses too long it's you're ruining it you make everything that match could be a five-star match until that one hiccup and it's like well fuck it now oh, yeah i totally agree like i study like how you guys studied matches i study matches too i watch spots after spots after spots because i'm who i am i love wrestling i love everything about it. i'm not doing it because i'm old now i wish i did it when i was younger but i'm old now i'm really old you never you're never too old now how old are you you're fucking old bro holy shit <laughs> Never mind, you geriatric fuck. You get the AARP card yet? Not yet, not yet. Soon, soon, soon. Oh, you're a dick for hitting that button. <laughs> yeah, my man. I'm, I'm about to be 37, but even then, I, I'm not too athletic anymore to do it. Man, that's Me too. I'll, I'll be 37 in November. Wow, you look young for your age, dude. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> my well, so my big my big pet peeve is you know fans they get too crazy that they try to get into the match and it's like you know you need to calm down just enjoy the show I understand you want to be like into the match in the match but you don't need to be in the match so no what? and that's that's a big thing too you know everyone knows the wrestling is fake or whatever you want to call it but for two three hours of your time you get to forget about your bills your bullshit and you get live entertainment we want fans to be interactive we want fans to be loud but there's that that line you can't cross like hey dude you know there's kids here or you know you can't throw something just fucking relax you know it's good versus evil batman versus the joker chill the fuck out exactly. like, how wrestling, <laughs> up. like how wrestlers um wrestling now like wwe oh this sucks last night theory wins Who cares Watch i loved show. it i en i enjoyed the pay-per-view oh, i'm not I, even gonna lie i did too i enjoyed the I, I forgot i had peacock <laughs> and i was like oh shit let me throw it on in the middle of the um the women's money in the bank match and i yeah of course there's botches things happen but i was highly entertained and i'm still entertained i watch aew I watch New Japan. Um, I wish I had the channel for Impact because I was watching Impact all the time. I love wrestling. I don't care if you hate it or you don't like someone. I'm going to watch it and enjoy it because it's entertainment for me. Some people like soap operas. Some people watch Friends. We watch wrestling. Correct, right. like, or, or Friends. Yeah, Friends. Yeah, I like Friends. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Yeah. It never gets old. Raw, pivot, pivot. Pivot, pivot. Yeah, it's it's great. I love it. Oh yeah, one of the things like Monster Factor. Did you see that show on on YouTube? That was I perfect. didn't see the whole show. I saw clips. I knew a lot of guys on it and stellar crowd for the, for Monster Factory, one of the you know biggest indie companies, one of the biggest schools that produced how many names, legends. Oh yeah, a lot and a bunch of them and, money in bank. And here's a fucking a place that was a bingo hall, you know, like was nothing back in the '90s. It's just a mecca now. It's and it's the place to be still today. Oh yeah, who doesn't want to run there? Exactly. Or 
castle there. <laughs> oh, dude, I I did the Connect Four in the Monster Factory, and it was freaking nah, awesome. And that's I have, badass. I'm having plans to do the 2300 Connect Four at Icons, so I'm I'm hyped. You know I mean, we're... so do you have any pet peeves in the business? Oh, um, <laughs> where do we start? <laughs> so, um, my home company that I started with, I'm um, not even not. They put me with a lot of new students, and I love that opportunity to work with young kids that are new in the business. Some kids I've seen just transition from refereeing to wrestler. I get to know who their character are, try to help them best I can. And when it comes to us working, whether it's a single tag, six man, I want to do this, 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 and that. No, relax, slow down. It's the first, second match. I go out there, shit stain underwear. I'm a baby face. Yeah. <laughs> These kids, I want them to do less. If you get me down and I'm the baby face, kick me, choke me, yeah. put a character over. You don't got to call 3,000 spots. One of the biggest pet peeves, I think, for a lot of people, less is more. Don't try to uh, close on Bulldog. I'll set you up, go for the 450, roll out of the way, get back up, drop kick into the corner, you know, rolling thunder. No, no, no. Okay, first off, I'm not going to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, are you going to be executed to perfection? If not, then everything looks like shit. So that's one of the pet peeves, you know, and it's just slow down, which I still at 37 almost get told to do, slow down. That's been my biggest problem all my life. Move, move, move. I mean, I don't mean like move after move, it's just I, I'm fast sometimes and I don't realize it. I'm that ring shape kind of guy. Not in shape, not out of shape. I'm just ring shape. <laughs> Means I can drink a beer, smoke a cigarette and get in there and run circles around somebody. Yeah. I don't know how, <laughs> but it's insane. So I've always, I'm watching, I've seen your YouTube, I'm not YouTube, hat, Facebook, um, and you're always posting stuff like like advice on in the business and stuff like that. And so what's the best advice you ever received from somebody? Oh, damn. Um, Honestly, I can't recall getting real good advice. Um, I started a weird time you know no there was no real social medias and stuff i had only this one funny story from metal maniac when i was 16 years old he goes want some advice kid i'll never forget this i'm trying to stare at these three beautiful girls at the bodega he's like when you wake up take a good healthy shit i was like what excuse me so get a magazine bring a book take a good healthy shit in the morning i'm like um okay other than that i really started at 16 uh, i got a lot of shit because i was young i was doing things that they were doing in the x division so the adults were knocking me because i was doing more than them but i was training three days a week and then once i got my life I just started going everywhere and anywhere I could. So I don't think I truly ever got some real good advice, which helped me give better advice to kids I know today. Because I didn't have I didn't have that figure to be like, hey, Dan, this is what you need. You know, go get gear. This is a good site to get boots. This is where you should get a custom thing done. I never had it. So I think it's it bettered me to help the future. Where I deal with these kids today and I'm like, you can't afford boots? We'll go to title boxing, get a pair of boxing boots. You know, you can't afford gear? Well, let's make something. There's people that can hem something or sew something together for you. Good example, this kid, the bounty hunter, he bought the camouflage pants and a, and a t-shirt. I was like, nah, bro, get a tactical vest. Buy a Velcro patch that says bounty hunter. <laughs> Find a bail bonds agency and do a promo in front of it. Oh and gosh. what did he do? He started doing little things like that. And I was like, shit, look at that. You can go a long way with a little. And that's what, I, like, I, again, I say, like, I didn't have it. So I think it helped me better other people now. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, the best advice I got was from my boy, Frankie Picard. He said, you know, be, be respectful and be humble in the business. Absolutely. You know, that's one thing I... I learned from training, you know, um, I don't want to say it's the best advice, but I got that too, you know, always show respect, always be humble, you know, um, if, there's a, if there's a guy on TV or a girl from TV, you treat them like one of your own. And I didn't realize it then, but I realize it now. From, I hang out with the Shane Douglases now, I, I hang out with fucking Vito, you know, and when I go to shows, it's just, I don't bombard them. I'm like, hey, you want to grab a beer tonight? You want to grab some food? It's just bullshit, you know, I, I didn't know that when I was 16. Now I'm like, I'm that guy in a locker room where it's like, oh, no one's talking, let me ask questions. 
hey, you, you want to drink tonight? Let's go get a beer. <laughs> and that goes, uh, I got a funny New Jack story if you want to, you got a minute yeah, for that. Go, go ahead, for it, go it. for it. I think it was 2019 and I'm booked against New Jack in a singles match. And I'm like, oh man, everyone's telling me I'm going to die. All the posts are going to die. He's going to kill you. He's going to murder you. I'm like, oh fuck. So I show up to the show. It was uh, super crazy. And uh, we're in Philly where we're at. All right. Uh, he shows up. He's drinking a bottle of Ciroc like Poland spring water. I'm like, oh, this, <laughs> this is how the night's going to be. So I look at O-Dog. I'm like, where's the liquor store? He's like, uh, on the corner. I'm like, I'll be right back. Got me some Fireball and a 12 pack. I was like, I want to be at his level, but maybe not his level of drunkenness right now if we're going in there. So I don't know what happened, but our singles match turned into a tag match. Okay. He didn't want to go one-on-one, make it even easier. He was with his partner, this gentleman named Kareem. He runs a Keystone Championship Wrestling. They rolled together, and then they gave me this kid. Now, whoever they teamed me up with, uh, he wasn't my partner that night because this kid looked like he wanted a shit break. So, again, this show's going on. This kid's not my mo- partner anymore. They're like, we'll find you someone. I'm like, oh, man, oh, it's going to be a handicap match. I'm going to die. Still haven't said a word what we're doing tonight in the match. They finally get me this kid, uh, Fred. They call uh, I forget his uh, B-Rock or whatever. So we're, he already worked once, so he's working twice. And Kareem's was his teacher, so it's perfect. Kareem and the student will team up, me and Jack. We're, uh, we're next on deck. So the match, someone on deck and then us. I walk up to New Jag. I go, hey, um, got a second? Yeah, yeah. You you okay with bleeding? I said, yeah, as long as I come. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, all right, cool, all right. Walk away. All right, so we got a blood spot. Now we're on deck. I was like, Jack, um, you want to go to a titty bar tonight? He what? I said, you want to go to a titty bar tonight, brother? He goes, I've been to four already. I said, let's make it five. Let's make it five. And I'm with Big Cal Stevens. Big Cal Stevens was always riding with me. Cal's only 20. Cal's like, what? I was like, well, I'm buttering him up. You're not going to murder me if we go see Titty. So he's like, you know what? Uh, I got to film some shit. He was filming something for Vice, I think. So he's like, once we're done with the match, I got to film some shit. Let me go to Titty Bar. I'm like, bet. Awesome. This is going to be fun. It's going to be a story to tell. So we go out there. The lightest guy I've ever worked in my life, New Jack. The lightest. And I tell people, they're like, what? I'm like, barely touched me. Never really hurt me. Then talk to me out there the whole time. People are like, wait, hold on. So like, how is this? I was like, I just make one titties afterwards and they're like well, but this is where the story gets better now guys this yeah you know, i was just buttering you guys up so the match is over everything's fine fucking everyone's happy and going insane i'm puddling blood everywhere we go to the back i was like jack we really he's like yeah i gotta film some stuff now he's drinking another bottle of ciroc like poland spring i'm like holy shit i should be a sponsor for poland spring right now hello um so we get ready to leave he's like just follow us okay oh man if there wasn't toilet paper in this bar me and cow were the whitest things so we're in there and i'm trying to find gimmicks i'm trying to find the uh uh, the, the skiing kind of gimmicks, if you know what I mean. So I turned to Jack. He goes, yeah, they got awesome. Okay, yeah, hold on. <laughs> I can tell the story now he's dead, and now I can say it. So I get some gimmicks. We run to the bathroom, and I'm talking. I could, He's breathing on me with his nose. I'm, I'm trying, brother. I'm breaking it up for you. I got you. We started partying. And I'm like, oh, my God. And he was like a kid. Like, every couple minutes, hey, let's do some more. Let's do some more. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. <laughs> got so messed up. He goes, my name's Jerome. And I already knew this. I'm like, yeah, I know you He said, take my number. Absolutely. Never saved his number, guys. I knew I would get drunk one night and call him. And he would never remember this story. And Big Cal Stevens the whole time is looking at me like, you're not driving, right? And I'm like, absolutely not. I'm fucking bombed. (laughs) (laughs) Cal, that's why you're here. So that's my new Jack story. And I always told people, I'm like, unless I become really famous or he dies, I can't tell the whole story. Unfortunately, he did pass. And now I can tell the story. <laughs> oh, gosh. Rest in peace to the new Jack. Rest in peace. So, so, next, so oh, wait. A fun, fun fact at the strip club, he told me I was too crazy to party with, which uh, Kareem and Cowboy booked at like, excuse me? You almost murdered a guy. And you're saying this white boy that's 160 pounds is too crazy? Yeah. That's how we knew it was time for Jack to go. It, it, <laughs> us white boys are crazy when we party. Yes. We don't. Yeah. So next. Uh, 
So our next question is, um, in light of what's been happening in the business lately in the past, what, two or three years now, you know, there's been a lot of people been calling out for, you know, sexual harassment, sexual assault, and some people being basically, you know, uncovered that they're child molesters and shit and on the sex offender list. So do you think that wrestling needs to start doing background checks on talent like the promoters? Um, No, because there's always some kind of loophole and it's not even the promoters. It's the states really that govern everything. Think about it. There's only a handful of states today that you need a license. You have to go through the athletic commission. You got to get blood work. Think about it. How many guys bleed? I'm just in the tri-state area. You know, New York, New York. uh, When I started, New York was like one of the only states around here driving distance that just got rid of the wrestler's life. So you had to, you know, get blood work. You had to get your, you know, turn your head and cough kind of deal. And if the blood work showed hepatitis, this and that, you weren't getting a license, you weren't wrestling. I think that's a bigger thing, a bigger concern where they need to bring that back, bring that back because you'll window out backyarders, untrained guys, you know, people that say they don't have a disease and do. And with that kind of blood work and stuff, you can window out the, the whole calling out thing. It's unfortunately never going to stop. Um, and this is going on longer than the last two, three years. So I'll, I'll mention a rude Boy Riley situation from 2016 or 17. Staten Island, New York. Um, I was in jail at the time, but I got wind that he had child pornography on his computer. This kid was getting ready to have dark matches. This kid was getting ready to, uh, he was on uh, Ink Master twice. And what he did, he dined everyone out. He goes, yeah, I have it on my phone, my computer. Kid got off. Now I'm hearing he's married with a woman that's got a child and he's on the registry. No longer wrestling, but yeah. not just that. You got you got domestic violence. You got people for a bunch of shit. Well, where do you draw the line? There's uh, the Mark Adam Haggerty incident a couple years back. You know, the kid was on top of the world. He got exposed for being gay, which worked in his favor. And let me tell you, me and him used to ride together all the time. When he came out and said he was gay to me, I'm like, okay, and? Yeah, you're a good yeah. person to me. I don't give, I don't give a fuck. Your, your sexuality didn't matter. And then, uh, something came out where he was sending underage kids pictures. Like, uh, underage 16, you know, 15 year old kids he's sending pictures to. It's like, bro, you are in high times. You're on the top of the world right now and you're doing that shit. Shame on you. Big time. But it's, it's promoters can try to do it and somebody might say, you know what? I'm not going to work for you. I'm going to go work somewhere else. Yeah. You know? But no, promoters, I just... promoters will just turn their head to a lot of things. You know, especially if, if it's a promoter, you know, tax, tax season wrestling, let's say. You know what I mean? They don't give a fuck. They're going to run two, three shows and that's it. Guys that have been around 10, 15, 20 years that are promoters, they know who's who. They know what's going on. And if, whether they want to book that person or not is up to them. Whether you want to be a part of that show then is up to you. Um, I almost canceled a show one time in South Jersey for a hostile wrestling takeover. This guy, J- Jeremy Jerome, Jerome Jubilee or some shit, found out was on the registry and he was on the show. I said, I will not be a part of this event. People who jumped on the bandwagon, they took him off the show. They asked crazy. me if I still wanted to be a part of it. And I was like, if he's not on it, I'm absolutely fine with being on the show. That's crazy. But no, I people told- put his mug shot and everything up and it's like, I didn't ask people to do it. I just made public that I will not be part of a show that a known registered offender is on. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. And I never even put the company on blast. I just made that public and people just, because I advertised my dates, they put two and two together. Yeah. You know, I try to do it respectfully for them to, hey, take them off the show and I'll take the post down, but I'm not burying your company. I'm not burying your talent. Just that one guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, I totally agree that the state has to start regulating, you know, all the wrestlers because I know for the fact, Maryland, I think you have to do a physical fitness in front of them. Like if you can perform and everything. So I think... Oh, yeah. Maryland, um, Virginia, Kentucky, and uh, I think there's two more states that you actually need a license. Like me, if I want to wrestle in Maryland, 
I have in the past. There's loopholes, you know. Unfortunately, it was only like one or two and done. Nothing consecutive. But if you live in Maryland, like I live in Jersey, you're a local talent. You got to go to your doctors. You got to get all this. You got to get ABC done just to be able to. And you got to provide where you trained at, I believe. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like a job application. Hey, I, I trained at Joe Splow's, Jimmy Snooker's, whatever. They're going to check that out. They're not just going to take your word. They're going to go, hey, Dan, so and so said they trained with you from 2003 to 2004. Uh, yeah, he was here. That cool. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I know Jersey is the most relaxed state in terms of this whole in terms of all this too that's why oh so- yeah that, and that goes back to governor christie back in the day she's the one that like i think jap was at its peak in the 90s and it was just like hey you don't need a insurance you don't need a license you don't need anything to run you can just go into any building rent a hall have a show yeah it, it's up to the building's discretion you yeah. know what they allow like ridgefield park is the mecca of jersey right now everyone runs there <laughs> everyone <Yeah>. runs there <laughs> so i'm jumping in, the, in this new question that we started. It's called Triple Threat. You remember Ooh. you remember the game um Mary? Mur- no, it's uh Murder, Fuck and Mary. So we Mary changed Fuck it- Hill? Yeah. Yeah. So we changed the single match, tag match and hardcore match. We put three wrestlers names down on this list and you just have to pick some singles who you tag with and who do you have in the hardcore match? So, Ooh. Oh, I love it. All right. Shoot, baby. Shoot. Okay. First name is Corey Dillinger. The second name is Vinny Chenzo. And the third name is Big Cal Stevens. Who would you have for a single match? Big Cal. Okay. Me and Big Cal have never worked singles. We've done a triple threat. We used to tag, but we've never worked against each other. And with his new gimmick, I think we'd have a good singles match, especially mm-hmm. with his character now. Yeah. Okay. Who would you tag with? I would tag with Dillinger. Okay. And then it looks like Vinny Chenzo will be in your heart. Match. Yep, because I've teamed with Chenzo before. I mean, me and me and Vinny have done hardcore before, so it's kind of a given. But Dillinger, I've worked him singles, yeah. and we had a good singles match for PAPW, which just popped up in my memories recently. Big Man, Little Man, but as a team, Big Man, Little Man worked too. I think we can always come together, whether Dirtbag and Big, you know, Corey Dillinger, our characters would collide, but our workability would be on fire, you know, because we do have a lot in common when it comes to wrestling. Win, hurt people, win. <laughs> so yeah, I think, oh wow, that's a, I expected harder than that guy. You kind of made that easy. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's make this a little harder now. How about three favorite matches? Okay, so you have to name three favorite matches of all time that are your favorite. Then you have to name three matches that your favorite matches that you've been you've been participating in. So let's fuck me. So let's 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 make this easy. We'll do favorite matches of all time. You got to name three of them. Damn, bro, I'm terrible at this. (laughs) I don't. <laughs> this was Jeopardy. I just lost. Um, I don't really remember a lot of matches. Um, WCW Regal, I loved. Okay. A lot of uh, Lord Stephen uh, Lord Stephen Regal loved it. Even when he came to WF, I loved it. Before the comedy aspect, oh, yeah. anything he did, anybody he worked would is a favorite match hands down. I mean, I think he has one more in him, but who knows? Right. Um, Raven too. Raven is underrated, and my reason to be wrestling too is one of the favorite wrestlers. A lot of matches he did in WCW. I enjoyed. Now it was hardcore. Yeah, I was the United States champion. Wrestled actual matches. His psychology, you know, was just mind-blowing to me. When he spoke, he listened. You know, and he, I, he's always underrated. And today, um, I had this argument with someone last year. He's the only wrestler to date to have five action figures with five companies. The only one. He has a WWF action figure, a WWE action figure, WCW, ECW, and TNA. Yes. No, nobody else. 
has it. And people are like, no, Sting, this, no. I have all five of them, too. He also has a uh, TNA Legends of the Ring figure, but it's a TNA figure. But it's still, it's, you know, Sting. same kind of company. Sting never been in ECW, so he didn't have them all. Sting has WCW, Impact, WWF, and now AEW. He's got four. Raven is the only one to hold five. Also, Raven, I believe, hold, holds the most titles ever won because he's won a title when every company has been in. EC, ECW uh, television champion, I believe? No. No, I think he won the world champion. He was out. ECW World Champion, WCW US Champion, WWF Hardcore Champion, um, ECW, WWF, he managed Impact, yeah, but he won a title in every company he's ever been in as well. Yeah. Uh, so, Regal matches, Raven matches, and uh, Jericho. Jericho. Um, I always enjoyed Jericho's charisma. Regal was a technical, uh, Raven was psychology, and Raven, um, and Jericho, I just, I enjoyed his entertainment aspect, what he did. Yeah. No matter what, whether it was reading the, the list of a thousand and one holds, the, you know, the list of Jericho's, I enjoyed his entertainment aspect. So those three guys, whatever matches they were in, are top, my favorites, I gotta say. That's cool. And three different backgrounds, if you think about it, I mean, Raven, Regal, and Jericho. So, name three favorite matches you were in. <laughs> Um, 2000, oh my God. I remember the year. All I remember is, as a triple threat match, it was me, JD Smooth, and Funky White Boy with Captain Lou Albano managing one of them. It's one of my favorites because I started yelling at Captain Lou and calling him Super Mario the entire time. And like, I'm the heel there and I'm yelling at fucking Super Mario. <laughs> and I'm like, the match was a good triple, a good solid triple threat. But Captain Lou being there just topped it for me. So that would be like one of my, my favorites because... I got to I got to yell at fucking Super Mario and you know the dad from Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Forget all of his credentials in wrestling. <laughs> this was my favorite wrestling. No, he's fucking Super Mario. <laughs> Huge germaphobe too. But uh, so that was one of my uh, my second one, uh, or not even second, just uh, my first championship I ever won. I'd say is one of my favorites. The ECPW junior division championship I won in 2003 uh, against my good friend who is actually, actually the father and uh, godfather to my daughter now and third one fuck you guys like oh, I didn't expect this I didn't expect to be on Jeopardy tonight dude we got, <sighs> we, got, we, got we got we got questions man we're different we're yeah we're not like every other podcast yeah not every other podcast like stay what you want we don't give a fuck we won't even talk <laughs> <laughs> um damn let's keep that um I'd say me and Shane Douglas about two years ago nice I nice put up um, I got booked at a show in Indiana as a steel cage match. <laughs> That's what they advertise it as. Shane shows up. We're bullshit. We're talking. First time I ever worked him, but we hit it off right away just talking life. And we see them setting up this cage, which was an old dog kennel. Me, me and Shane kind of turned to each other and like, yep, forget cage spots. I'm like, absolutely, brother. And we went out there. And let me tell you, he bumped for me. He goes, listen, my sciatic nerve might kick in. If it does, just keep me grounded. He took a bump off the second rope to the, to the mat. He worked for me. He took clotheslines, moves. And I was like, holy shit. Recently, him, Pitbull, and uh, Vito were in Jersey. I only went down to show to hang out with them. And they're like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I came to hang out with you guys. Like, Don't you live in Indiana? I was like, nah, bro, I actually live like 45 minutes from here, so I get to go home tonight. <clears throat> it's a nice feeling when you can just drive home. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would put Douglas in my in my top there because down-to-earth fucking guy. And then I got to work him a couple more times. And it's one of the coolest things. And it's like, here's the fucking man that threw a title down and did one of the best promos in the fucking world. And I'm I'm hanging out with him. I'm, I'm wrestling him. Wow. I got I got franchise that night, too. Hey, I'll tell you this. I met him, and I showed him the hardcore homecoming um, program I still had. And he's like looking oh. at it. He's like, oh, my my gosh, dude. He's like looking at it. He's like, I wrote this. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> what year was that? Because I believe I um, I, I might have helped out with the, the ring crew that night. I 
think that was around 2006, maybe seven. Because I know I did a, I helped with a ring rental at the arena. We had a cage there too. I think it was 2006. Oh man! But you you know how these guys have been around? They give you that look of like, oh, that's cool. You can tell a genuine look of like, holy shit, right? Like when you said when he saw that, he was like, wow, you know, I made that. You know, I, you can tell like he's so genuine too, and he's not intimidating. Like he's down to earth. He's one of those guys that you can just talk to. Oh yeah. Um, the first time meeting him, and I'm looking at him I'm like, holy shit, you're short because. When I was little, he, it was taller than me. You know what I mean? I'm like, and now I'm like, that's like a geek out moment in life. You know what I mean? I'm like, holy shit, you're short. And then I'm, I'm watching Ricky Steamboat doing like arm drags and stuff in the ring at House of Hardcore, and I'm like, man, that is awesome still. And he's like, yeah, I can't do that. And it was, it was, it was awesome like meeting Shane. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. absolutely, man. So one of my favorite matches of you. I don't know if it was LTW or IWA Vintage, but after the match, you grabbed somebody's chicken finger and ate it, and then you walked right back over and you were like, you want this back and your person's like no and you were just like okay you were just eating now I, I know you're lying because it's most likely a french fry i don't eat chicken fingers it was a french fry it was a french you fry son of a french fry okay you son of a bitch don't dare lie on this podcast <laughs> my, bad, my bad my bad and it was, it was probably it was iwa vintage because i think it was that triple threat match with ricky rocks and uh yeah. that's all i yeah. We we heard that story. Um, we, oh oh, what, what what did you hear? Oh, let me put you guys on blast. So what did you hear about that match with Ricky Rock? He fucked up. That's he, all I said. Yeah, he, he fucked up. He, he was up. he was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was in the back with you and Mark. And you two were talking, and I was like listening to what you guys were saying. And I I said something to you guys, but yeah, he kind of he fucked up. And I'm not bashing this kid, um, but he openly says he goes, "Hey guys, don't uh, watch my neck and my back." And we're like, "Well, you need those two in the wrestling match, don't you?" He goes, "Well, yeah, yeah." He's, I have neck injuries and back injuries and uh, you know, I'm like oh where are you training goes, oh, I don't train well oh, this is going to be bad something happened out there again not bad but like hey, if it's your neck and back that bad maybe you shouldn't be trying to wrestle take a back seat do some managing gigs or something behind the scenes but don't wrestle yeah, and Ricky Rocks was a mark that used to follow me around the shows way back in the day and then come to the diners afterwards and the meet and greets oh gosh wow. oh, yeah. I, I was calling your match with Dave Adams so it's like I didn't know anything that was going on in the back I was taking the photos hey. so yeah I was, I was looking at the match and I was like Wow. Oh, you were the photographer. That's why everything's blurry. <laughs> hey, I was yeah. I was trying to get some of the good shots. You sent me all cross shots, bro. What, what are you doing here? My eyes are up here, not down there. <laughs> I've gotten better. I've gotten better. Oh, okay. Good. good. And then you got the belly button included now. I remember Corey Dellinger being on our show, and he talked about... I know I know where you're going. <laughs> I know I where you're to, going. I want to hear your side of the story oh. because it sounds so great because I could not stop laughing. <sighs> Okay, so have this hardcore crazy match in Connecticut. I bowled out into the street. Cops actually got called because we stopped traffic. All this stuff. Okay, well, we need a place to stay because we overdid it with the drinking. First time I ever stayed at this hotel, I call ahead of time. Cool, cool. I was like, yeah, it's me, my cousin, my friend. We're staying. All right, cool, two beds. So we're sad for the match. We're still drinking. We're bloody. We're like, why even get changed? We'll just shower when we get there. Okay. We had like three carloads of people too late. That's probably why the cops really got called. Not. Uh, so me, Cal, and uh, Payne walk in. Blood everywhere. I was like, I'm here to check in. And this guy's face is like, look, Indian guy. Uh, is she okay? Yeah, she's fine, bro. She's fine. <laughs> Wouldn't even let her talk. I was like, she's good. I was like, I'm here to check in. He goes, ma'am, are you good? Yeah, yeah. What's up, man? Oh, hold on a second. Oh, doing the podcast. Everything all right? Sorry, guys. I need a kiss. Mwah. You finished painting? I'll do the trim. So this is what you get for getting podcast, guys. Hold on. <laughs> Don't laugh. Don't judge me either, babe. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. We're not judging. No, not you. My girl, my girl gave me that eye of like, ugh, you're disgusting. It's true. I get those eyes all the time. Probably because my gas. I fart a lot. Anyway, so, um, what the fuck was that? Oh, so give us a key. Go to the room. All right. Phone rings instantly. Like, what? You have to leave. No, we're not leaving. You have to leave now. I call the police. 
I was like, call him. Not even. Hung up the phone. Johnny's there. Corey, um, this referee from, uh, not even going to mention her name. She came back because Cal invited her. Cal thought he was going to get some, but <laughs> no way. This girl would have kicked, her, kicked his ass. Two minutes later, there's that knock on the door. And you guys, the cops have ever been to your house. You know the knock. I was like, I got this. I'm going to go outside, guys. I'll be right back. I go outside. And they're like, sir, can you step with us? I was like, yeah, I'm just going to smoke my cigarette and drink my beer, though, okay? They're like, okay. So hold on. I'm uh, talking to this cop. And he's like, you know why we're here? I'm like, yeah, there was a domestic violence call. I'm like, what? What do you mean domestic violence? And I was like, we just had a wrestling match tonight. And they're like, well, we'll be the judge of that. We're going to go talk to her. Like, okay. So they're talking to her. I'm outside. I'm starting to show pictures. And this cop is like, oh, what the fuck? He goes, I went to high school uh, with a guy who does this wrestling stuff uh, named Thomas Will. I was like, Bill? Wow, Bill? Let me call him. Let me call Bill. <laughs> I called Bill. Bill's talking to the cop. The cop goes, this is the fucking first. He goes, oh, right, we'll go clear things up with the guy and uh, you guys are free to go. I'm like, what? I remember. I'm like, oh, well, how did Corey tell? Corey was probably like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I remember because you went on to, like, Facebook Live and you started talking about this and I was, like, watching it and I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. And that, and I always wanted to get you on and we got you on today for this. <laughs> You booked me back in like March for this, I yes, think. Yes, I know. Yes, <laughs> I did. Dude, I booked everybody the whole year because everybody kept I, on. I saw your schedule and I was like, holy shit, bro. That's <laughs> impressive. Yeah, we're, we're trying to get everything done because everybody kept on sending us messages like, hey, can I get on? Can I get on? And I was like, have, want, have oh. I ever met, reached out to you guys to get on or did you guys reach out to me? I reached out to you and then you kept on um, saying, hey, when we're doing this, when we're doing this. And I'm like, we can do it now. Let's do it. I was I was that nagging girlfriend. I'm sorry. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> So we can, When are you going to take me out to eat? Come on, I'm hungry. Okay, we'll use Keener's money. Okay, we'll do that because he's not here. <laughs> Let's do it. So um, we got a um, table of five, okay? You can pick four people on this table. They have to be all deathmatch wrestlers. Who would you put at your table? Oh, shit. I know, we're so crazy. Uh, Tremont. Um... Zandig. Fuck. Uh, I, I just had his name in my head the other day. Um, Akira. Uh, Akira. Murdoch. And Murdoch. Yeah. I was trying to think of it now. One of these newer kids, like Jimmy Lloyd and stuff. I mean, not newer, but um, w the first time I ever met Akira and uh, Murdoch, I was at a show in South Jersey. It was a benefit for uh, Val last summer. Oh, yeah. I was there for that. Yeah, that was Yeah, I'm, I'm hanging out with these two, and we're just bullshitting, because they're from out, like, Indiana area where I wrestle, and we've never uh, crossed paths before until they were in Jersey, and we're talking, and I'm like, the most down-to-earth motherfuckers you ever meet. Yeah. Like, just genuine nice like we're talking and bullshit and just life and everything and I'm like and that's the thing with deathmatch wrestling it gets uh, some of the nicest motherfuckers you'll ever meet that just go out there and entertain a different kind of crowd you know yeah. it's, it's insane to think like you guys just went through glass and hell and fire and this and that and go home to your kids your wife and whatnot and it's like you, you did what? <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah so we got one more one more question this is a non-wrestling question stuff I, I don't have any STDs I get this a lot guys I'm sorry but I am clean for a drug bag. Oh, that's that's great to know, but that wasn't the question it's gonna ask. So oh. this is called <laughs> David Adams here, and this is the final question for this episode of the twenty three hundred wrestling podcast. So this is a, called Five Questions to Doom. Hold on, hold on. I did it right. Okay, I'm sorry. Go it on. is the Five Questions of Doom. You lying stacks of shit. You said there was one question left. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it's it's a bunch of questions in this one question, Doom. Of Doom. Of Doom. Of Doom. Dun dun dun. Question, question number one. <laughs> doesn't he? Doesn't he sound like Doctor Call? <laughs> 
I'll get you, Gadget. Yes, I'm on the other end earlier going. I'll get you, Gadget. One of these days. All right, the five questions of Doom. Question number one. <gasps> Favorite horror movie? Uh, Blood and Sex Nightmare. Uh, it's an independent film. It's a softcore porn horror that my dad's in. Okay, okay. He's part of the killers. Look it up. It's amazingly terrible. After my dad dies, the movie goes downhill. Oh, shit. Fuck them for killing them. Blood and Sex Nightmares. Question number two. Bugs, dun, dun. Bugs Bunny or Mickey Mouse? Bugs. Question number three. Favorite music gender? Gender? Favorite music gender? Gender. Genre. 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 Oh my gosh, I'm like freaking... Bro, it's 2022, there's no gender anymore. <laughs> I, What's wait. your music gender? Just music. Dude, like, <laughs> I can't read the person's handwriting, I'm sorry. It's your own handwriting, motherfucker. No, how, how, how do you not be able to read your own notes? You're fucking up the five questions of doom. Oh my gosh. Favorite music. So, uh, favorite music genre, I go with just rock. Gen generic alternative rock. Question number three, four. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can't with you guys right now. Question Question thirty four. <laughs> he's, he's over here laughing this asshole. Favorite Tim Burton film? Ooh, I want to go bat. Yeah, I gotta go Batman because I'm a huge Joker Mark. Oh, I like that one. It's good. One. I want to go Edward Scissorhands, but I'm a huge Joker Mark and Jack Nicholson. Tim Burton, phenomenal. Dude, Tim Burton's amazing. He has Beetlejuice and everything else in the world. Oh my God, Beetle and they're coming. Back. Beetlejuice too. Uh, yeah, I heard uh, things about that, but I haven't heard like confirmed yet. I haven't. Yeah, I keep reading. Like I follow it, and they've if like Winona Ryder, fucking Baldwin, and uh, Michael Keaton are on board. But like, just fucking do it. Everyone wants it. Yeah, we do. Really do. Yes, we do. We need it. Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> Question number <five>. 54. <laughs> You just, you just like broke him. He's like done. Frankie, get your boy. Yo, Frankie, get your boy now. Frankie, get your boy. Which rescue ranger, Chip or Dale? Dale. Okay. So that was the five questions to do. He sounded like 54. <laughs> Question 34, 48, 82, 69. So we'll hit the, we're going to end the, hit the end button. Before you say that, what's your, what? Oh yeah, we need social media. You can find me at myspace.com forward slash the pet one that's d-a-p-e-t one myspace.com forward slash the pet one facebook.com slash dirtbag dan or instagram at the dirtologist you can also email me at d-a-p-e-t-i-t-t -T -T at yahoo.com or call me at i'm not giving you my fucking number <laughs> I like that one. And then we're going to end it, so. Okay, hit the button. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. And this has been the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I'm Dave Keener alongside D.B. Richards, and we'll see you in the ring. And we want to thank Dirtbag Dang for being on the show today. And That's we me. And we would like to say welcome to our family because you're a part of our family now. Oh, fuck me sideways. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh yeah. <laughs> Yo, 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 everyone, my name is Dirtbag Dan. I'm the godfather of Sultan of Slime, the ghoul of Grime. You know the spiel. Check out the 2300 Wrestling Podcast here today. Sam Alfalsi here. And Zach Ravix. Super crazy wrestling, super crazy arena, Skid Row Academy. We are indeed the best facility in New Jersey. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, Probably no in the world. Extremely top three, I would say. We have very terrific trainers. Actually, they all come from uh, the Ring of Honor Dojo, so yeah. you already know you're... So they're going to be great, and they're definitely great. Oh yeah, for sure. You're going to experience some, you know, pretty elite stuff. Uh, you know, we're all about intensity here, you know. Uh, we're, we're always here to help. We're, we're always reach one 
teach one. That that's our main thing. You know, I feel like if you're a person that really feels like wrestling is your dream and that's what you want to accomplish, this is the best school to come to. Or burn. Or or burn. Okay. Or Brack said. So uh, once again, you know, best school probably in the world, definitely in Jersey. You can find it. You can find it on Facebook, uh, Super Crazy Wrestling and Scarecrow Academy, and Instagram, Super Crazy Wrestling Scarecrow Academy. Uh, you can contact Melissa Pena or Odog, and he'll come find you if you don't find him. Or I will. Or, or Brax or, will. Or Brax. You'll burn. No, you won't burn. Hey, this is D.B. Richards. And this is B. Schweik. Hey, we got some ads. Yes, we do. We have Twisted Shamrock Studios and Spa is not your typical spa. Take a journey back in time with all your favorite nostalgia from the 1920s to the early 2000s. The staff will provide you with healing therapeutic services with a high-end feel. Mention this podcast and receive 10% off of your first service. Book with Twisted Shamrock Studios and Spa today, where recovery, relaxation, and love of all decades past never go out of style. So where can you find them? You can find them at 16 Wilmington West Chester Pike in Chad's 4 PA 19317 and you can call them at 484 484- Five seven four eight eight and six eight. Hey Brian, hey, I want to go now. Twenty three hundred wrestling podcast. Let's go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is David Kinner from the Twenty Three Hundred Wrestling Podcast, letting you know about photographer, camera editor, designer extraordinaire Brian Schweiker. Please give him a call at eight five six two five four seventy five forty six for any of your photography needs. You can also reach him at bschweiker thirteen at gmail Facebook, and everything else is there as well. Get him for all your party wrestling movies whatever you want to do that's brian swiker check him out yeah